This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. I am Steve Alexander. It is Monday. Monday, right, Brian? Monday, March 21st. Far as we know, this is Round Ball Stew. Matt Straub could not be here today, so I am filling in as the host. And with me is everybody's favorite drum drummer, Brian Rosenworcel. Brian, as a as a percussionist, you must really have a a fond appreciation for that intro music that plays us into this podcast. I actually was going to ask about it. Um, do you know who composed it? Was it Matt Straub himself? Yeah, Straub, um, Straub actually did did produce that, as far as I know. He does all the music uh, around NBC Sports Edge. He's he's really a, a man of many, many talents, as, as people know. So, Brian, what's happening? What's going on? What's what's going on with Guster? You guys getting back on the road? You got a new record coming out? What What is going on? Well... We continue to wait uh, to go on tour. We had a tour lined up in January. That was like right when the Omicron thing happened. So that had to get canceled. And now we're looking at a busy summer. But um, we got five songs we're waiting to record um, before that even happens. So we're busy. I got three kids and a dog. I'm an NBA fantasy expert. Busy summer sounds good after a not so busy last couple of years. So Good for you on that. Are you still alive in any of your fantasy basketball endeavors? I'm actually alive in two out of my three, and one of them in the finals. And that one's like a sort of deep league where I've got like Patrick Beverly on my team and like Chuma Okeke and stuff like that. Yeah. It's too bad Strap's not here because he loves talking about Patrick Beverly. It's like one of his favorite things to do. It's bad. It's too bad Straub's not here for a lot of reasons, Steve. He's pretty prepared, organized. He keeps us focused. This is going to go off the rails. Yeah. In fact, when I asked you what, what we should talk about today, you were like, let's just talk about pavement. And uh, that, could, that, could, that could rub some people the wrong way. You have your pavement license plate on display over your right shoulder the, the there. The license plate's back there. The band of horses, Frisbee's over there. The, the REM shirt that you and I have spoken about many many times is being worn today the the guster road journals uh is somewhere off off camera it's it's here though don't don't let people see it steve don't let them see it keep it in the other room brian actual nba stuff to talk about here chris paul has been out with a thumb injury it sounds like he could play this week now something we should also take a look at probably before we get too far into this is the upcoming NBA weekly schedule, 27 of the teams, Brian, play either three or four times this week, but there's three teams that only play twice. That's kind of rough if you are in a finals matchup this week. The Clippers play twice, the Sacramento Kings and the Spurs all only go two times. So 
Have you looked at your lineup yet? And do you have any of those two game buzz kills? I mean, this is great content, Steve. I'm uh I'm light on those teams. I've got Pirtle. Um, I got uh no clippers. So um, I think I'm actually doing pretty good. Really, games played is a tremendous factor when you're in a finals week. You know, we could talk about whether you pick up Chum Okeke, but really just pick up the guys that are playing on Tuesday and Thursday. Well, you, you know, you go to the, the, the grid and you look at the thing and then Tuesday and Thursday games, you got to be a bit of a games played uh, whore in order to well, win. And- I think it is very important talking about Tuesdays and Thursdays because especially last week, it was hard. Everybody played on Wednesday and Sunday and it it was hard to find guys to put in your lineup for Tuesday and Thursday. So it is, it is kind of an important factor in the whole thing. What are you going to do with Jakob Pertle? Are you going to throw him out there for two games? Are you going to, going to look at maybe uh, somebody who plays four games? In this league, I'm kind of always like wheeling and dealing between the um, injured list and the IL plus. And like pretty much every day there's somebody that's popping up, whether it's like shy Gilgis Alexander or whatever, just somebody's out. And I just keep kind of flipping them around and getting someone in and someone out. I'm going to hold them. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to lose them. It's like a two week battle to though. This podcast is known around some parts as the land of mispronounced names. And Shy Gilgis Alexander's name is actually Shay. But I'm not really one to talk, Brian, because I say people's names wrong all the time. I don't actually watch basketball games. I just read statistics. Crunch numbers. I did say Patrick Beverly's name correct. Uh, yeah, you did. Absolutely. Pretty. I'm going to mispronounce so many names in this podcast, Steve. Just to spite me? No, just because that's my natural state. What about you? You got anybody on the uh, Kings, Clippers, or Spurs in in your lineup? I'm kind of. I Ryan Knaus and I played out our final finals matchup last week in the draft show that we did, and man, I dominated all season, and then I lost all my centers, and I got beat five to four. In the finals by Ryan, I am still alive in a Malkmus league. I'm four, the number four seed uh, heading into that one. So Malkmus tends to win his the, his leagues, as far as I know. He's just a beast. He's he's pretty good at everything he does. Um, tennis, Scrabble, he's fantasy ten- hoops. He's a good tennis it. player. He was wearing Stan Smiths when we met him um, backstage at the Tabernacle, which are yes. tennis sneaker. He was wearing some Stan Smiths, I believe. And he he is a, a really good tennis player. Him, Greg Rosenthal, who used to work for Roto World, he's the NFL football guy at Roto World. He became an NFL guy at NFL.com, I guess. And uh, he's a huge tennis uh, guy. He loves the sport of tennis. And him and Malkmus have bonded over some tennis, apparently. Man, I, lo- I love that Malkmus is like an indie rock legend. And he's like a a solid dad and he's good at tennis. He's just like, yeah, he's good. at He's good at, like we said, he's pr- pretty good at everything he does. Anyway, Chris Paul is back for three games for the Suns. We don't know exactly when he's going to play, but uh, it sounds like he could play on Wednesday against Patrick Beverly and the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that is exciting. It's 
It's not all that exciting, though. Um, if you've got Chris Paul's backup, Brian, do you know? Cameron Payne. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Alfred Payton. That They're a deep team, Steve. They haven't missed him at all. They don't even miss Chris Paul on that team. They really didn't miss a beat without Chris Paul. Mikhail Bridges has been going crazy. Um, yeah, they're the Phoenix Suns are really, really good. I really like to see them win this year. I think it could happen. I think it's possible. Uh, Jimmy Butler, is there a guy that's been more unreliable this year as far as is he going to play or is he not than Jimmy Butler? He's got a right ankle sprain. He's expected to play on Monday night for the Heat, which is good. Any thoughts on that? I mean, we're, we're talking about we're talking about some number one seeds here with the the Heat and the Suns. It's amazing how these teams are just so deep and and play well without their injured superstars. Um, I don't own Chris Paul or Jimmy Butler in any league. Um, it, this is one of those weird weeks where, like, people are going to start getting rested. It's going to look like the silly season. Some guy like Jackson Hayes is going to be the key to victory on some team. Um, I don't know. Who do you uh, like on you the know Heat? What? I, I've kind of slept on the Heat all year. I, I do not pay much attention to them. I did not draft Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo anywhere. Um, I kind of stayed away. Kind of stayed away from the Heat, Brian. I I I don't know. I don't know if that was a good idea or not. Uh, Miami this week does have four games. They play on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. They go up against your Brooklyn Nets on Saturday. Brian. I mean, I let's talk about that. Let's talk about Kyrie Irving. You want to talk about Kyrie Irving? Kyrie. Well, we don't know a lot. We don't know a lot about the Heat. Kyrie <laughs> Irving had that ridiculous 60 point explosion against me last Monday um, to <laughs> kick off Ryan and my matchup. And my team literally never recovered from it. He shot like 80% from the floor, 95% from the line scored 60 points. We were just done. We were, we were just uh, the locker room was a mess after that over here at Dr. A land. And at, like, we just never, we never got out of the hole. You know, it makes you wonder if like every player would like be better off playing like half as much. It, it maybe that maybe that was Greg Popovich's theory <laughs> years ago, but uh, I think that was a statement game from Kyrie, who was frustrated and he's ready to contribute. Our mayor, our mayor here in New York City, Eric Adams, is not seeming to budge. Uh, he holds the keys to Kyrie's playoffs, and uh, you know. I actually expect like a last minute kind of pass, but you never know uh, which way the COVID's going to go. So we'll see. What I do you think? think? What, uh, we were talking about the other day was let's the playoffs will get here. And then suddenly the mandate will be gone. <laughs> like they're going to wait for the actual NBA playoffs to get here. It, it, Mayor Eric doesn't give a crap about fantasy leagues, just like Greg Popovich. They don't care about us. No, they don't. But let's talk about the Nets. They're like a seven seed or something. Where are they in the standings? Oh, I don't know. I didn't have the NBA standings pull up. This is a fantasy. They're an eight seed. Oh, I see. We're talking about fantasy. No, sports. we can talk about the Nets. Let's talk about the, okay, the, Nets the Nets. Are, 
the eight seed. They're going to have to, you know, if a season ended right now, they're yeah, they would be in the play-in tournament. Yep. And then they'd be um, on the road, which I guess helps Kyrie against like, you know, one of these better teams like the Heat, Bucks, or Sixers. I guess everyone expects the Nets to be in the thick of it at the end. They have Kevin Durant. They have Ben Simmons. Is is Kyrie allowed to play in Toronto? I don't know the answer on that one. I don't think he is. And right now it's Toronto and the Nets, I think, would, would be a play-in scenario. Would I feel like not? people should be talking about it besides you and the drummer for Guster. <laughs> that, that scenario should be we coming should, up in everyone's calculations. We should put a professional on this on this case. Um yeah, that's that's pretty funny. But yeah, no, Brooklyn is uh what a weird what a weird season it's been. Um but now, I mean, they I don't know, man. I I wish I wish Kyrie could play every day. That would that would make things a little little more clear as to what's going on with Brooklyn. They they would not be a number 8 seed if Kyrie could play every day. I don't well, think. It, and I think there's a chance it happens. Uh, and it'll get pretty exciting if they face James Harden in like a late round or something. That would be pretty amazing. Now, Brian, Ryan, Ryan beat me in that one league. And then our, our 30 team league, I drafted Zion Williamson. Uh, and that did not work out very well. And Ryan is also in the finals of Canals is, so is just a tremendous a fantasy athlete. He's always in the thick of it. He's a competitive. He, yeah it hurts to lose to him what's that it hurts it does hurt it does hurt and he's also very um he's a gentleman he's very quiet like he doesn't talk a lot of trash silent killer he's a yeah he is he really is so but zion williamson as if anyone cares at this point he he's not going to play this season according to shams which a lot of people could have told you that uh four months ago but I I love Zion. I love him, and I drafted him last year, and I'm glad I didn't this year. I just hope he can get it figured out. I you you drafted Michael Porter Jr. in a bunch of leagues. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Unlike Zion, Michael Porter Jr., I don't. Well, I mean, he's always had the back issue. I don't feel like he's an injury prone guy. I don't think that there there was. I don't feel like there was a ton of risk. In, in drafting Mike Porter Jr. like there was with Zion. But, I mean, it turns out that it ended up hurting and it was painful. Um, Jamal Murray's not going to be back this year. Jamal Murray, we're not going to see him. Damian Lillard, done for the nope. year. Um, so, yeah. Anth Anthony Davis returning. Uh, Steph Curry. Is Steph Curry going to be, be back for the regular season? I think he's done till the playoffs. Thoughts? I mean, I'm not a Jordan Poole guy, but if he's on your waiver wire, <laughs> you should be a I, you know you should be a Jordan Poole guy. He's been balling. I know he has. I step out of the fantasy world to appreciate the Warriors and Steve Kerr and the the return of Clay Thompson, and um, I really wish them well. I hope Curry can play in the first round and they can like you know be their best version of their team in these playoffs because that would be exciting for the league. And I think that's why Steve Kerr was so mad when when Marcus Smart dove onto Curry's leg, was like, 
dude, I just got Draymond back and Clay is finally healthy. And we haven't talked about Steph's ankles all year. Like everything was coming up roses. And then in the blink of an eye, Brian, in the blink of an eye. We may have to talk about Marcus Smart and the Boston Celtics. Okay. Celtics seem like the Celtics seem like they're uh, for real all of a sudden. The Time Lord. They got the they got the Jays playing well. Like I uh, I actually think they're a team to reckon with. Yeah, Jason Tatum has been on fire. Time Lord, um, as you hinted at, is really having a nice fantasy season and a nice real season. He had a a solid game the other day. I think he had like ten points, ten boards, a steal, and a block, which Seems like he does that just about every night. Um, the Time Lord is averaging 9.9 points and 2.2 blocks and 9.6 rebounds and 0.7 steals. Like, those are pretty fun numbers. I wish he scored a little bit more, but and it's been solid, man. How's his free throw percentage? Is he like a Pirtle-like player? Let's take a look at that because it did not pull up. His free throws on the season are seventy-two percent. He's I not going to hurt you at the line. I think I feel like he's a dynasty guy. I'm a big time lord fan. But we've talked about basketball enough. You're a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I am going to Florida next week to see my grandson. Is that weird for you? Not yet. I, it, it hasn't really hit yet. When you see your own child as a parent, that's going to be really strange. Maybe it it might it might be freakish. I've seen video already, um, pictures and video and whatnot. And uh, I don't know. It it really it would be a lot weirder, I think, if we like lived in the same town and we're if I saw him all the time. But I like never, I never really see. My, my son that much so it's i'm not going to see the grandkid that much at least initially so but yeah it's pretty wild man um it, it's it's interesting brian i, I don't really even know. when i even when i had the little babies i could appreciate that my parents had this kind of awesome role like being the grandparent you come in you get all the glory then you're out <laughs> you help a little bit you, you know you appreciate the kid you're like this is great and see ya my my golf buddy John uh, is a grandfather, and I was and he's he's got a granddaughter. So I was like, dude, are you like sick of going to see like Disney princess movies and stuff? Or like, like how how where are you at? And he's like, oh man, I'm the grandfather. I don't have to deal with any of that. I just show in, show up, like you said, show up, get the glory, and then get out. And uh, so yeah, there's a, it sounds like there's a lot of good stuff about about being a grandparent. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Is there an N is there an NBA player who kind of plays that role of the grandparent? Like they just go in, they get the glory, then they're out back to the bench and everyone cheers for them. Is there is there a grandparent? Uh Derek Fabers reminds me of a grandparent sometimes. <laughs> Greg Odin is grandparent aged. Okay. Yeah, you know what your nickname is is some people like to call you the Thunder God. I don't know. I don't know if you caught this, Brian. I know that millions and millions of people watch this podcast every day. So chances are you've seen this already. But we were talking about Matt Straup and I were talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder 
on Friday and I, there was a storm going on outside and I said, pick a thunder, any thunder. Cause I spent a lot of time these days talking about Pokushevsky, but there, you know, there's only like six guys that played for the thunder. And as I said, pick a thunder, any thunder, a huge lightning strike happened right at my house and the whole house shook when the thunder struck and uh i jumped in my seat it scared me so i wish you would have been here because had we been saying pick a thunder any thunder when thunder struck and the thunder god was actually here that was my whole point like what a triumvirate that would have been you know i stole that nickname the thunder god it was it was the nickname that Def Leppard's drummer had, uh, Rick Thundergod Allen. He's a drummer who plays with one arm, and he um, he's a lot of reverb on his toms to kind of make things last a little longer, and he plays these big <laughs> thunderous fills, and he was the Thunder God. And I just was like, when I was like, oh, I'm, I'm also the Thunder God. Wow. That's the extent of my creativity was like, yeah, me too. I have never heard that story. I, I was not aware that you stole your nickname. I have a photo with him. Should I find it? Yeah. I mean, if it's right <laughs> there, you can look for that. Uh, I know not... before we came on the air, we talked about the fact that Jamal Crawford was retiring. Do you have any anything you want to say about Jamal Crawford, Brian? Uh, I mean, 19 years. I'm a Nick fan. I'm a Nick fan, and it stings every day. There's not a day that goes by where I don't feel a little bit of pain. Last year, we thought we were on to something, and now we're actually not. And Jamal Crawford was a frustrating Nick, but also a great Nick, a classic Nick. Um, I had no idea that he was not already retired. Um, and so the last few seasons, if he was putting up stats somewhere, I, I, didn't, I didn't see, and I apologize. Well... That is, that's fantastic. Let's talk about Josh Richardson for a second, because he has been absolutely on fire for the San Antonio Spurs because McBuckets, Doug McDermott is, is basically out for the regular season. And ever since that happened, Jay Rich has kind of come out of nowhere. He had 25 points on eight of 12 shooting, three, three pointers, two rebounds, a steal. Uh, that was just on Sunday. He was out on Friday with a calf injury, but he's back. The only problem is, uh, we talked about this already, the Spurs only have two games this week. Would you roll the dice on Josh Richardson for two games? No, he's on my no-fly list in general. There are just too many seasons with Dallas and Miami where I tried to ride him, and he was good for a while, and he put up defensive stats. He put up threes. And then he would just disappear, whether it was injury or whatever. Um, and so I see him on the backside of his career now and untrustworthy. Um, certainly not in a two-game week. But, you know, it's the kind of guy who could have a great week and get get you a fantasy title. Are we the only ones that still play in season-long fantasy leagues? Everyone else just wants to know who to plug into their fan duel tonight. And we're just talking about our grandpa leagues. Grandpa leagues. No, I feel like um, in these uh, in this podcast, uh, most of the questions are directed at season season long. Uh, most of the questions I get from viewers. Uh, so I think there's still a lot of people still playing traditional fantasy basketball leagues. 
do people set their lineups all season long in all of your leagues, or do you run into that annoying situation where there's one dude or two dudes who you got to nudge all the time, and then they become the sacrificial lamb, and then you're like, next year that guy's not in the league? Yes. Well, I was in a league this year, and I didn't like the um, I didn't like the format of it. I didn't like the the website we were using to host it, and I I set my lineup for the first week and just found it to be annoying and a chore and i just one day i was like that's it i'm out and i just completely ignored that that league that's really horrible steve well i mean terrible story not only did you not mention the uh the name of the website host which i know what it is but you don't want me to say it but also you abandoned all those other players they didn't replace you did they you just became the sacrificial lamb yeah i was just out I was just out. I couldn't do it anymore. But then it's like a mic drop situation. You're like, I don't like the way this thing is set up. I'm out. Dr. A out. You guys struggle the rest of the year with your league because I don't like the format. Good luck. Good luck to all of you. I will see you next year somewhere else. Um, Back to Josh Richardson for a second, Brian. He said he had 25 on Sunday. He had 17 on Wednesday with seven rebounds and a steal. He had two last Monday. That was rough. But the Saturday before that, he had 16.7 boards, four assists, a steal, a block, two threes. He had 11 and four with a full stat line before that. He had 18 on March 7th. Like, I have written him off as well, but he's played really well this month. And this whole Doug McDermott going down uh, does make a difference. It does make Josh Richardson relevant again. But the two games, like we talked about, is just a killer. Well, the Spurs are actually right on the bubble of making the playoffs. So you got to look at which teams have something to play for. Um, and Richardson slots in in that sense because they're trying to win and they're going to need him. Um, they are actually fighting the Lakers for that 10. Imagine if the Lakers didn't even make it into the tournament. Dude, they're they're unwatchable. They're so bad. I can't pronounce any player's name, so I don't watch basketball. But I um <laughs> but what's wrong with the Lakers? I heard Russell Westbrook just had his first triple double of the year. Yeah. Of the 2022 calendar. He hasn't really bonded with LeBron, Anthony Davis. We haven't seen him forever. Uh the rest of that team just isn't, I mean, they're just not that they're not that good. It's it's just weird. Like that, they don't play defense. No, they don't, and they need AD and LeBron both out there if they're going to be good. And they traded their whole, you know, they traded all those good players to to get these guys. It's it's pretty rough. Um, Seeing the Cavaliers, Cavaliers playing them tonight, and Cavaliers forty one and thirty, Lakers thirty and forty one. There's just a moment where. I don't know. I'm not a huge LeBron fan. I like seeing the Cavs in a better place. They're playing well without um, their star, former Brooklyn center, Jared Allen. And I had Jared Allen and Miles Turner on that team that Ryan beat last week. If I had Jared Allen. Jared Allen was crushing. He was like an MVP. He was just nightly beast mode. And he's a big loss for those of us who are stashing him on the IR. Terrible loss for me because I, I had LaMelo and I had Luca killing it from the guard spots. And then I had Jared Allen and Miles killing it up, up, you know, in the middle. And then the rest of my team was just scattered with 
with good solid players and nobody could beat me for the whole the whole year and then just all fell apart at the end brian jay crowder <laughs> suffered an ankle sprain uh on sunday now you're laughing because it is hilarious but uh if he's going to miss time this tory craig fellow could really go nuts well, let's take a look at this the sun's team tory craig I never saw. I never thought Jay Crowder was super fantasy relevant. Have I been missing out on an opportunity there? No, but he. I did have him on my team. He. There were times when he would hit a bunch of threes and score some points and get some rebounds, um, and that that was that was fun and fine and good. But the key to this thing is if he's out, then it makes Tory Craig relevant. Now, if you look at Tory Craig's stats, it doesn't look great. 17 games, two starts, 11 points a game. But if you look at his game log and what he's done for See, these last four games. It's, yeah, he's it's pretty... getting steals. He's putting up rebounds. I see it now. I see Torrey Craig. I understand why you're asking me about this. Right. I'm a bongo player. I'm not an NBA fantasy expert. Torrey Craig looks like uh, someone that could be a difference maker with those. Look at the. Games Look at that week. game from Wednesday, March 16th. He was 8 of 8 from the floor, 3 of 3 from downtown, 2 of 2 from the line, 21 points, 14 boards, 2 blocks, Brian. He didn't have any steals in that one, but he had the 2 blocks. Like he's He's been really pretty relevant for 5 straight games. So I think he's worth a flyer, especially with, with Crowder possibly on the outs. That's a great one, Dr. A. You still got it. Hey, thanks, man. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Brian, we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to read something. Just, just hang in there for me, okay? Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. We're highlighting matchups between the Hawks and Pistons, Kings and Pacers, and Jazz and Celtics. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. Also, the madness is upon us. Get an Edge Plus annual subscription now to unlock our college basketball DFS and betting tools with game predictions, player prop projections, and more. Get ready to cut down the nets using promo code 
Brackets 20. Plus, you'll get every tool for every sport with your Edge Plus subscription, including our new Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide powered by Roto-World. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus and use promo code Brackets20 at checkout and find your edge. Brian, thanks for hanging in there with me through that. Ready to let my dog out. <laughs> okay, what's what is next on the agenda? Let's talk about Davion Mitchell. People want to know more about Dr. A. They want to know more about who he really is. They don't want to know about Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell had 28 points yesterday, Brian. Career high nine assists, three bad. Now, when 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 the Kings traded Tyrese Halliburton to the Indiana Pacers, which I still cannot believe that happened. I cannot wrap my head around it. Me either. I kind of thought Davian Mitchell was going to blow up and go off for the Kings. But sadly, it did not happen. And for some reason, apparently, I can only talk about guys who only play two games this week because Davion Mitchell and the Kings only have two games this week as well. I Normally, I would say Davion Mitchell's on fire. Go pick him up. If he's dropped in your league, get him in there. But for two games, like we talked about, it's really hard to do much with that. I think trading Tyrese Halliburton was crazy. He's young and just seems like he's going to be a fixture in this league. Uh, what did they get in return? Domantas Sabonis. I mean, I've never even heard of that guy. Come on. <laughs> Come on. He's awesome. He's awesome. Who's making the playoffs between the uh, – Pacers and the Kings. To your here. point, Darren Fox was out uh, in that game, which is why Davion Mitchell went crazy. But I still think Davion Mitchell should be going crazy when, um, even when Fox is playing. All right, what what is your question? Who's making the playoffs between who? Ne- neither of them. That's my point. Is like you know, these teams aren't winning with these beastly players. Well, it's fantasy, so we don't we don't really care if they right. win or not. We don't care. We, we just want. I just want Pokushevsky to roll out there and drop 25 and 17 with five three-pointers. That is literally all I care about at this point is, is Alexei Pokashevsky. Before I played a fantasy basketball, I cared about the Knicks. And then I would go to – I started fantasy, and I was like at the Knicks game, and I'd be like, I don't really care if they lose as long as my guy gets the rebound off the missed free throw. There was greater joy in – that statistic than in being a part of a community. Mm. It's really a metaphor for our society. Steve. It's very sad. You're gonna you're gonna make me start crying. Um, by the way, have you tried to watch a Knicks game this year? I I fortunately have only tried to watch a couple. They seem to let you down at the end every time, and then Ben Stiller's on Twitter just kind of pulling his hair out because he loves the Knicks. That's a tough one. I, I Everyone says that Julius Randle just doesn't have the, the medal uh, right now. Meanwhile, R.J. Barrett seems to be like a, a budding star. I don't really know what to make of it. But I don't know that R.J. Barrett's going to be a fantasy star because he can't get a steal or a block. Do you know who the angriest man in America is, in my opinion, is Tom Thibodeau, dude. He looks like he is going to punch someone in the face every second that he's on TV during a game. It's pronounced Thibodeau. What did I say? I'm just kidding. I don't know how it's pronounced. Did I call him Thibodeau? Thibodeau. I think you said Thibodeau, and I think you're right. But um, I, I probably uh, said it Yeah, you're correctly. right. 
it's a it's a bad situation there. The Nets are really the uh, where this city is focused right now. Do you ever follow Adrian Wojnowski on Twitter? I was on an elevator with Woj at the at an All Star game in Orlando like ten years ago. Have you ever tried to um, reply to any of his tweets? No. Within like ten seconds of the tweet landing, there's like. 200 replies a thousand retweets i'm not sure if they're all robots but it's like i've never seen anyone else on twitter with so much immediate reaction it happens so fast like i agree with you it's 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 unsettling how quickly uh his stuff is retweeted it seems algorithmic it doesn't seem possible hey i know that you love the uh new orleans pelicans brian i know that they're one of your favorite teams and they play four games this coming week, which is a huge deal. Your guy, you already mentioned him once. You probably didn't know we were going to do this, but Jackson Hayes is probably going to win somebody a fantasy championship this week. I had him on my team the last couple of years around this time of year as the injuries uh, happen. Um, how many minutes a game has he been playing? Has he been getting like starter minutes? Well, Sunday he played 38 minutes, had 12 points, 12 boards, uh, a three and a block. They beat the Hawks. He's kind of been rolling um, for a while now. Over his last five, he's averaging 15 points and seven boards and some other stuff. So he looks real good. He's a must-pickup player if he's somehow not already on a roster in your league. And then this Jose Alvarado character. Brian, you're probably you may not be familiar with Jose. He is a point guard. Uh, he went five and nine from the floor, four free throws at the free throw line, 15 points, four boards, four assists, had a three-pointer, three steals. Do you know what his nickname is, Brian? Jackson Hayes is available in the league I'm in uh, uh, with a championship week. And I feel like I should waste no time. And during this podcast, I should grab him and drop um like uh isaac okoro Ooh, yeah that's that's a solid move right there uh, it's happening are you doing it right now, doing it right now. well wait until wait until you hear jose alvarado's nickname yeah which i only learned because i read it on roto world or i read it on nbc sports edge powered by roto world brian grant theft alvarado Ooh. i mean He's, i love it and our blurb says he certainly lived up to his nickname tonight, immediately ripping away two steals as soon as he checked in the game. Who wrote that blurb? Which of your employees wrote that blurb? You know, I could find that out. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Zach. Zach's a newer, a newer writer for us, but he's 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 solid, dude. That looks like that looks like it might be Grant's or Zach's work. Should we talk about writers of the past? We we can. We've only got we've only got another a minute or two here before we're gonna have to go because they don't like me running these things over like 45 minutes. But Jose Alvarado plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, he's got a total of six deals of his last two games. He's been playing 20 minutes a night. Uh kind of hard to trust, but he's got four games this week. Jose Alvarado is another guy, Brian, that might win somebody a fantasy league this week. I mean, finding the teams with four game weeks is really critical. I just go to like hashtag grid or whatever it is. Is that where you go? Where do you find your schedule? 
Uh, we've got we've got one at the uh, NBC Sports Edge draft. You have, you have resources pass. at your disposal. Um, yes, and uh, I am I think, very sad to report that Pokashevsky suddenly a hot Isaiah Roby and the rest of the Thunder only go three times this week. That 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 hurts my heart. Isaiah Roby was someone I picked up last week. I think based based on this podcast. Oh. I think you got him uh, just in time because what did he do? Like no, he had a dud. Night? He threw up a dud the minute I picked him up, like a tremendous dud, and I dropped him. He played like 17 minutes, right? I think I dropped him and said, I'll never take another piece of advice from round ball stew again. Well, he had an 11.10 rebound double-double last night with three assists, three steals, two blocks. Are you kidding and me? And a three-pointer. Are you kidding no. me? I'm, I'm not kidding you at all. I have no patience. You gotta have a little patience minutes. with these guys. Twenty-nine minutes. He filled it up on Sunday. Yeah, that's Isaiah a huge, Roby. That's a huge line. He, he was weird though, because like the game you you picked him up for, I think he only played seventeen minutes and didn't do anything. We're like, what is going on? Like, what the the Thunder don't have anybody else they need to play instead of Roby. Like, yeah. why is he not out there? I saw Christian Wood had a huge uh, line the other night, and he's a guy that's playing for no reason. Uh, when Sengun, Sengun should be playing. Yes. Is that, is that a situation to keep an eye on? We have been complaining about Sengun's playing time for four months straight, every single podcast, every single show. <laughs> every single time. I brought it up like it was fresh content. No, we, we finally got to the point where we just decided that we were, um, that we, we were done. We, like, I remember like three months ago saying, if we're still talking about Shen Goon in March or April and he's still not getting minutes, like it's over. Like we've missed, he's missed the entire, the entire season. So I think we managed to get through a podcast without talking about Isaiah Hartenstein or REM albums. Oh, we didn't mention REM at least. Yeah. Murmur is my favorite record. What about you? Yep. Love it. Uh, what, what is, um, Oh shoot! I just, I just, I just blacked out. Isaiah Hartenstein. Yeah, should we talk about him for a minute? Like, I don't want to not have you be able to talk about your guy on this podcast. We're talking about per thirty-six players, and one day there we will be in a fantasy league where the stats are all extrapolated to thirty-six minutes, um, and that will be the best fantasy league ever. Um, and Isaiah will be a first-round pick in that league. Yeah, I, I well, he he actually has been very good for block shots. Um, he's been he's been a useful fantasy player over the last uh, several weeks. So I feel like you were on the on the cusp, like you were on the front, front end front, of that front lines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were all over the the Hartenstein love before anyone else loved him. Yeah, but meanwhile, I'd never heard of Jackson Hayes or Isaiah Roby. I'm well, going to drop Jackson Hayes and pick up Isaiah Roby right now. <laughs> and I don't know if you want to do that. Roby only plays three games. Uh, all right. We're going to leave with a viewer comment, with a viewer question. It's from Nadog123. He wants to know what the status of my Pokusheski love is after he shot three for 20 yesterday, Brian. Um, as you can probably guess, I was unaware that that happened. I was wrapped up in some NCAA a bracket business till about 5 a.m. Um, 
Yeah, Poku. If Poku takes twenty shots and hits three of them, I'm not gonna come. I'm not gonna complain about that. I don't care. You're just gonna lose field goal percentage to Ryan Knaus, and that's the way it goes. I mean, that was already done. That had already been decided long before Poku missed seventeen straight shots. Uh, I just, if he doesn't have a blow up game before this season is over, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna feel it. It's, it's gonna hurt, Brian. Uh, man, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, that 43 minutes just flew by um, It's in the blink of an eye. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate you letting me talk on here and just want to reiterate that people want to know more about Steve Alexander, the man. You know, it's funny that you say that, that we are starting a series called Dr. A's Tales from the Attic, and it's where I sit here with Matt Straup and we tell stories about hanging out with on the bus with Guster, um, having an interaction with Bob Dylan that didn't go so well. I have one of those um, too. <laughs> shoes, all the shoes story collecting that I've done over my, my life. So yeah, the tales from the attic with, where you get to learn more about Dr. A is actually coming to a podcast near you as soon as we get them taped. I I will be tuning into that as much as I love to hear you guys talk about whether or not I should pick up Brissette from the Pacers or whatever. <laughs> I want to hear those O'Shea. stories. O'Shea Brissette. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, Brian. Well, good luck uh, with your busy summer and with your kids and with your hands and everything else. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Steve. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.